Welcome back, boils and ghouls, to Handle a Whiskare. We are a horror podcast presented by the Slashing Cast Network, discussing horror movies and the phobias that they emphasize. I am your host, Tumbly Drunk, aka T, and tonight I'm joined by none other than my co-host Holly Hooch. And Holly, you know, we are yes. fresh off the heels of our xenophobia deep dive. Uh, with one of the most controversial movies ever made. We survived our trek through the Green Inferno uh, as we discussed <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. But, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, yes. I, I, I I have to say it. Um, we, we had some issues. Uh, well, not us. It? It's not us specifically, but uh, uh-huh. Josh, who we had on yeah. the past two weeks, uh, yeah. has gone missing. He's dun, not been dun, on, dun. on on Murder Moose. And it's you the know, curse of the movie, man. Yeah. I'm say I'll say it right now, after the recording, we made him sign a non-disclosure agreement to just vanish off the face of the planet for you know oh. a little bit. Uh so you know, we might we might have to stay on trial and uh prove her innocence, much like uh Diodato did. So that I'm ready to give evidence. None of that is true. Josh is just under the weather. Or so we've been told. Uh but in the meantime, I wish him the best. <laughs> deeply filled with shame for appearing on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, the funny thing too is, you know, I was I was in uh Rod's Twitch chat earlier. Uh I believe this was yesterday. And I'm like, hey, like I, I saw Josh uh isn't listed again on your show this week because he was recording last night because uh, Brian was on again. And I was like, just so you know, uh, we didn't actually have Josh watch Cannibal Holocaust before the guest spot. <laughs> but we primarily just we wanted him on because he was already there at the time. And we yeah, wanted to get his uh, his his in theater experience because he was sure. gushing about that. So uh no ill will, no no uh, movie curse uh, taking him out or anything like that. So I just I wanted to get that off of my chest before yes. we start our new phobia tonight. <laughs> uh, Yay, new phobia. And we needed it. That was a really rough end. <laughs> I remember just getting really tipsy and just talking mm-hmm. way too much. But that's what a podcast I mean, is for anyway. I mean, we we have more than one Tipsy podcast. I mean, the Conjecture M podcast is drinking all the time. There is av- actually oh. a Tipsy podcast that was literally Whoa. just added to Slash and Cast Network here within the last couple of weeks. So shout out to them. Uh, but Fine. anyway, so we went from the, the murky jungle in Cannibal Holocaust, and now we have set our sights on the aspirations of perfection. And over the next month, we'll be focusing on a telephobia, which is the fear of imperfection. So, you know, this is a very real fear for some people. And, you know, like, I feel like we always are trying to put our best foot forward or just trying to present ourselves in the best manner, whether it is just as a human being, uh, whether it is a spouse, you know, just a family Uh member. Things like that, or, you know, just being the idle citizen or ideal, like, uh, company man or woman, or however you want to wanna describe it. And, you know, what I find interesting is the movie that we have tonight, uh, probably not the best timed movie in regards to a pandemic. I'll be honest, because tonight we are talking... <laughs> about Rabid, which is the remake Rabid. of the David Cronenberg movie. Uh, but this one was Rabid. released 
in 2019 <laughs> by... This is 1977. Yeah, by the uh, the Twisted Twins, a.k.a. Jen and Sylvia Saska, so the Saska sisters. Uh, and, you know, this is one of those movies that, you know, has that mark of remake on it. And I, re yes. I remember, you know, the Saskas themselves are n not a huge fan of remakes, so I was very curious to see why they would take this project on in the first place. And yes, it uh, it also kind of like ties into just Canadian filmmaking, as is Cronenberg. Uh, same with the Saskas in this case. Canadians are lovely. <laughs> I just I mean, Josh is Canadian, and, uh, and he was you know, lovely. And we saw we saw what happened after he was here. So, well, let's uh, not put a curse on Canada. <laughs> I want to go there someday. Yeah, not 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 a curse on all of Canada. Maybe, maybe we'll just take one <laughs> road. We'll start with one road, Alberta, in the middle of nowhere, and then we'll just go from there, <laughs> and we'll see uh, how far the infection can spread. But anyways. So rabid uh, synopsis for this one is the quiet Rose works in women's fashion clothing, hoping to be a designer. A traffic accident damages her face. Uh, she gets experimental stem cell treatment, leaving her stronger and prettier than ever. But Which is kind of dumb, but let's talk about it but, later. <laughs> but there's a side effect. Okay, so I know going into this, Holly, you mentioned that you had just rewatched the Cronenberg version of mm -hmm. Rabid. Yes. Um, and, you know, Rabbit at the time when it came out, Cronenberg wasn't like this huge director. Uh, a lot of his work didn't pick up until much later. And Agreed. I remember when, uh, well, I wasn't born at this time, but I remember reading, you know, when Rabbit came out, there was a lot of talk about the casting of the movie because he did turn to a porn actress no two star as the main actress in the movie and there was a quote uh you know from one of the reporters asking about uh or just saying like you know this is the first like legitimate movie that Marilyn Chambers had starred in and Cronenberg kind of like spun it as like wow I've never had anyone call one of my movies legitimate <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a fantastic answer. It is. <laughs> and, you know, one, one of the things about that is just like, you know, still to this day, regardless of how more open people are with their sexuality or how less taboo the porn industry is, there still kind of is that stigma revolving around it. Despite the fact that, you know, the Internet is comprised of like 90 percent pornography at, at this point in time or whatever number it's at. I would say it's much more than that. <laughs> 90, it's like 99%. <laughs> 99 yeah. <laughs> and then the rest are just kittens and us. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, going going into the remake, I was like, okay. Like, I've seen the Saska sisters work, because I mm -hmm. followed I followed all their film filmography. American and, yeah. And See No Evil 2, Vendetta, uh, and, and Rabbit was their last one that, that they just did. trunk. That was their... Uh, directorial debut but i remember they did a segment for abc's of death and there's right. theirs was kind of and this tie this ties into the whole like porn industry too in a way uh because they kind of had like that setup where it had this female model who uh i, I want to say it's played by tristan risk who's in like all the sauce movies including rabid because uh, she plays mm -hmm. the nurse uh, where she plays this actress who is going in for a audition for like a porn shoot basically uh, and, you know, the, the sleazeball director tries to take advantage of her, only for her to kind of, like, turn the tides, because, uh, 
she has tentacles. <laughs> so if, I want to say you're the, hired. I want to say the uh, the segment was like T for T is for torture porn uh, for ABC's of death. But like mm-hmm. knowing that and, you know, knowing the original rabbit, I was like, OK, I know the Sasuke style. You know, they for whatever reason, a majority of their movies revolve around uh, ripping penises off of guys. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious, which is hilarious because I know they they kind of like went over the uh, that sort of effect uh, over on Core, which is part of Shudder, uh, one of the series mm-hmm. there. So I'm like, okay, going in, I I know there's no way they're going to remake this without having the tentacle aspect of the movie. But it took so long to get to that point <laughs> where I'm just You're like, right. I, I'm right. waiting. I forgot all about it. <laughs> I, I'm waiting. I was like, okay, it's 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 gonna happen, right? Right, guys. Re- no, no. Oh, it does. Okay. But it just, it took so long to, to get to that point. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the original first uh, before I kind of circle back to some of the experiences that I've had just, you know, kind of like doing the conventions, uh, you know, with, you know, all the horror cons out in my direction. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad to talk about it. So I just finished it off. And when I was starting it, y- I was reminded of all the different reasons why Cronenberg is so good. Like just the, the, the sort of natural way that, that people move throughout a movie and uh, you know, what you would call a set design or however you want to call it. Like for example, like the, the van and the, and the motorcycle accident, which was pretty good. So I was, I, I was very enthused to watch the movie cause I hadn't seen it before. I was like, Oh shit, I haven't seen this one before. And <laughs> you know, it's it, like you were saying, like he was still sort of brewing as a director and you really see him shine later in his later movies. Cause I did think this one was a little bit on the dull side, but I still enjoyed it. I still had a good time and I still thought that it was uh, a pretty big undertaking for the Soska sisters to take on sort of that, that, uh, that sort of horror Canadian baton mm-hmm. because it's, it's such a huge name. Although I, then I thought, well, considering how the, the Cronenberg uh, original, like w- wasn't like the, the best thing he ever did might be a good way to start about you know go about it so that's kind of how i felt where i thought okay it's a it's kind of taking on a lot to to do a cronenberg movie but if you're going to do any one of them that's probably a good one right oh so there <laughs> and there there are definitely nods to cronenberg's work sprinkled throughout this oh yeah <laughs> which is cool to see uh that even includes the Sasa the Sasuke sisters cameo in this movie which they tend to do in all the movies that mm-hmm. they direct as well uh but you know i've i've had the pleasure of meeting jen and sylvia uh no. i, I want to say like five or six times at this point just at the convention oh, wow, uh, out in my way <laughs> and you know they're they're like one of the the horror celebrities that i if, if they're at a con i i have to stop by uh because they oh, that's I, you have that kind of connection so uh more times remember you more times than not i end up dressing up uh whenever they're there so i know one year i actually did uh like my own take on american mary which was more uh it wasn't the traditional like Catherine isabel with like a black apron and uh you know the whole nine yards i didn't i didn't Uh have the the bone saw cleaver with me because uh the year prior i was negan and then they were like wanted to confiscate like my baseball bat which was completely made out of foam <laughs> like it wasn't even a real one and they were actually selling like the replica ones but like this the hotel security there were being you know assholes about it so i didn't i didn't have the bone saw cleaver because of that 
Uh, but I had like the red getup, which is not not quite the same as what you would see in the rabid remake, which was uh, kind of like a shout out to uh, Dead Readers. Uh, but it was mm -hmm. just a different uh, surgical, uh, basically like clothing that Murray would wear in American Mary. So that that was pretty cool. Uh, and then the last time I saw it's really them, neat. And the last time I saw them, I was dressed up as uh, the fiend from or formerly of WWE uh, because I know they're big wrestling fans as well. Uh, but, you know, the last time I saw them was recently after they did their uh, one shot comic for Black Widow, uh, which was No Restraints Play, uh, which okay. which basically has uh, Natasha, uh, the Black Widow, going after kind of like this underground or like dark web uh, like website that was basically like abusing like kids and women essentially mm -hmm. so she was like putting the stop to that and it's it's very visceral which is exactly what would you come to expect from the saskas uh, i like that you know it's it's just they don't hold back and mm -hmm. i uh, i really enjoy that that you can go from zero to 60 <laughs> you could mm -hmm. be watching one very basic plain scene and next thing you know there's tentacles and blood all over the place exactly so, <laughs> i really i, I like that <laughs> and it's they're they're just so down to earth and you know we never have any any shortage or things to talk about uh, but the last time like you know obviously we were talking about the the comic run that they just did uh i mm -hmm. brought the series including um all of the like variant covers that they did for the series as well so like they actually oh, hadn't cool. gotten to see a lot of those in person so that was pretty cool and i was like you know i know you guys are going to be here but i i didn't really know you know what i wanted to get signed so you know i just i i brought everything with me and then they had actually ended up just signing the entire run plus the variants for me oh, which was really cool instead of just cool. the one and so that was cool but you know, I, they're they're just so lovable and approachable, and they're very smart. And they like for filmmakers, they are ballsy as fuck for some of the stuff that they do, yes. uh, which would not fly otherwise. And I I know there have been doors that have been closed because of some of the work that they have done, and they really? they they at times have also struggled. You know, getting money together to to film their movies. But tell me about the closed doors. I, I can't really go into that because I don't know the full details, but okay. I know they do have cur excited. current projects awesome. uh, in, in the works. One of them is like an original monster movie that they've been wanting to make for a while. And I think the other one is a video game uh, adaptation for which one I can't remember off the top of my head. Bottom line is, if the Saskas are at a horror con, absolutely stop by and talk to them because you will not be left disappointed. I want to make Crispin Glover. But he was not approachable. Oh, yeah. Very awkward. And I froze. You froze. Very cool. Oh, man. Well, I froze. I had uh, some shit for him to sign. And mm -hmm. he was nice. And he was signing. And then he started asking me questions. And there were people behind me. And I felt, I don't know. I just kind of froze. <laughs> then I walked away with my stuff. Because <laughs> I, I guess, uh, um, I guess Starstruck. I did not know this until one time I uh, bumped into Vince Vaughn mm -hmm. at a beach. And I just stared at him because I didn't, I wasn't sure if it was Vince Vaughn and he was on a bicycle with a buddy of his and his buddy was just shaking his head. Cause he's so angry at me for just staring slack jawed and whatnot. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh yeah, that is Vince Vaughn. And as I continue to stare at him mm -hmm. as he's going by, 
incidentally, he's gigantic. Like he's on this bike and he made the bike seem really, really tiny. I much prefer my Crispin Glover story. Yeah. Right, let's move on. I mean, and speaking of Vince Vaughn, <laughs> you know, that's what makes Freaky so hilarious since he swaps place with like a 16 year old teenage chick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, jump in right into it. So Rampant, okay, release in 2019. Uh, so we meet Rose right out of the gate and, uh, you know, she's, she's late for work. Uh, after nearly getting run over on her bike on the road, because uh, like she basically gets like distracted by a barking Wattweiler, and then we also kind of like see uh, like a billboard for the house of Gunter, uh, which is where she works. And Gunter's like the uh, the the big fashion designer in her her area. Uh, so when she gets to work, of course Gunter's there, and he's giving her shit for being late as always, because that's. That's just Rose in a nutshell, basically, always behind. Uh, well, you know, like, that's to give the image of a scared little mouse that she mm-hmm. is. Yes. Which will contrast this, later with her new personality. This yeah. movie definitely paints it where uh, every, th- <laughs> like, the men in this movie are very controlling. Especially on Rose. <laughs> Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, there's her boss, and then there's, like, her, the, the, he's not really a romantic lead, but, like, sort Mm -hmm. of, yeah, but, yeah, he's a, I guess you're right, everybody's always telling her what to do. Yeah, so. She can't catch a break, man. Yeah, so right now, Gunter is about to unveil, like, this new fashion line, Uh, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of, like, interesting quotes in this movie, uh, where, you know, he's talking about, like, remaking old trends and why we do that, and he, he starts to talk a lot about the soul, and if there's no soul, then there would be no life, uh, and he's just really tired of hearing Rose's excuses for arriving whenever she sees fit, uh, and, you know, they, they have this new showcase coming up, which is supposed to embody the dark night of the soul, uh, and... You know, this is when we see Rose being invited by one of her male colleagues to an after party. Uh, and, you know, Rose is kind of surprised by this. Uh, and she declines. Yeah. She declines. Uh, and, you know, part of this we, we, we learn later is, you know, and we can see it early on. You know, Rose has a little bit of scarring on her face from an a-, a car accident when she was younger uh, that had killed her parents. And she survived the crash, obviously, in this case. Uh, but, you know, you can see the scar on her face really early on. Uh, and she kind of, like, picked up fashion design because, you know, clothing kind of feels like armor. And you can be, like, whatever you want, essentially. Uh, I and- wish they would have made her more scarred, though, because I thought she was already really hot. And then, so, you know, <laughs> she's getting she's getting bullied by all the other models. And I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, is that what we're doing today, Sasuke sisters? Mm-hmm. She's just really unfortunate looking. No, she's drop-dead gorgeous. But like, you know, a little bit, you know, messed up. So anyway, but yeah, let's continue. It's 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 light scarring, but if any if Very any light. if any of our listeners have watched Smallville, uh the Rose is played by uh Laura Vandervoort, who is absolutely gorgeous. Expect- she is <laughs> dropped it perfect. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I know what you mean. It's like I I, I know what's underneath there, this? you know. They should have like put on some prosthetics or like just made it really worked it up because I was I was a little like incredulous of like oh really mm-hmm. <laughs> you know she's the ugly duckling okay <laughs> yeah so she's taken back by the fact that uh, Brad wants her to be his date in this case and you know we get a lot of the back and forth between 
Rose and uh, her her best friend Chelsea. Chelsea, mm-hmm. and she basically like makes a comment about you know nothing tastes as good as skinny feels because she's trying to drop down another size even though you know she, she's she's are very yeah. <laughs> a twig in this case. Um, but they are supermodels, so you know that's what they that's what they do. Yeah, you know you got to strive that's for that the uh, that the perfect image, and you know it questions well whose idea of perfect, you know. True. I already had like three sandwiches today. Yeah. Certainly not mine. Yeah, so Rose <laughs> is a vegetarian, which definitely uh, comes into play a little bit later after she gets a, a, a certain uh, hunger. Uh, and we do have the Saskas making their traditional cameo at this after party where, you know, we see them wearing like these matching dresses. Obviously, they're twins. So, you know, they, <laughs> they, gotta, they gotta be wearing the same fashion design and everything. Uh, and... You know, that's why we get the back and forth about Rose and why she's working in fashion. And she's actually wearing one of Gunter's dresses and she doesn't want to be seen by her boss because she's probably going to get in trouble. Uh, yeah, because she's see borrowed it. it for the night. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's unfinished. Nobody should be seeing it. It's a surprise. I totally get it. But yeah, so she runs into the bathroom. And that's when we run into the Saskas again who are gossiping Yay. about Rose. Uh, who, you know, they, they dub her Scarface due okay. to the, the accident. Uh, so they're basically just, you know, gossiping about Brad, saying that, you know, Chelsea had asked uh, Brad if he could, you know, take Rose out. And, you know, it kind of, it's kind of spun as, you know, Rose constantly sees this as other people taking pity on her. Right. And I, I get her point because, you know, that doesn't feel nice for sure. You know, pity party. That somebody else threw for her. Yeah. And yeah. Well, yeah. she's upset because this guy, you know, she she doesn't think that he's genuine and she has a crush on him and everybody's laughing behind her back. So they're yeah, they're building it up. And and I, I can agree with her. Yep. And everyone's joking that, you know, Brad might give her a pity fuck after uh, the Saskas snorts some Which coke. Which is that the worst thing? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm Team Rose. Come on. <laughs> and, you know, like, speaking of, like, the callbacks to... uh to author Cronenberg work, the Saskas, like, characters in this are actually named after some of the characters in Dead Ringers, which I thought was pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. I didn't pick that up. What are their names again in the movie? Oh, let me, let me double check. Oh, I don't want to get it wrong. Sorry. I keep doing that. I don't, I don't have the cast list up top. Hold on. I'll double check. Assuming it actually loads. Um, but be- Dead Ringers, one of my favorite movies, by the way. Yeah, and, you know, I know the Saskas have wanted to remake it, but I, I think someone else beat them to the punch. I don't know if it's actually in the works as in this moment. I don't uh, know if it'll be the same without... It's Bev and Ellie. Jeremy. Uh, okay, okay, awesome. Um, so, you know, we, we get back, you know, Rose is feeling humiliated over this, and she confronts her best friend about, uh, you know, telling Brett to ask her out and all that. So she ends up leaving the after party, and then that's when the accident happens, where she gets struck by a car. And of course, you know, much like the original, she is riding a motorcycle. Uh, not not as, not as nice of a wow. cycle, uh, but yeah, she she gets uh, yeah, pretty, and- pretty good. <laughs> In the in the seventy seven version, Rose only gets like fucked up in her midsection, mm-hmm. which is how she ends up with that you know uh, armpit dick. But uh, Rose in, in twenty nineteen gets her face fucked up, and it is gruesome. I had to like do a little applaud 
applause. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just thinking like, holy crap, that was some really grotesque, you know, face stuff that they did with Rose. I, I was really impressed, actually. It's all stapled together. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. So uh, did you have a similar response from you? I, I, when, I was when I first saw it, yes. It. So, you know, Rose is like, rushing now the she's hospital. the ugly duckling. Yeah. <laughs> She's rushed to the hospital. She awakens with a heavily bandaged face. Uh, you know, her friend is there waiting for her in the room already, uh, basically blaming herself for the accident because she wouldn't have been there had she not told Brad to ask Rose out in the first place. Uh, and, you know, we, we come to find out, like, Rose has actually been out for, like, a week at this point yeah. already. So, like, the accident really took a lot out of her. Uh, and, you know, we see that her jaw had to be wired shut, uh, and, you know, they, they had to do that first before they could even talk about any sort of uh, reconstruction options for her face. But this also sort of goes to speak to the fact that her whole life has completely unwound in mm-hmm. this week, right? In this time. So her boss, who already kind of hates her, is already kind of forgotten all about her. And her she's lost her apartment. Her friend had to move all of her stuff into her apartment, which is just awful. <laughs> I mean, just... You wake up and you have nothing. Like it's 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 rough. Mm-hmm. You got to hang out with your friend who's a who's a supermodel. <laughs> well, you have a fucked up face. It's not it's not ideal. It's not ideal to you. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, and you know something that was kind of like brought over from the original too from the bike accident was you know the damage to the chest because Rose's uh, intestines have kind of uh, been ripped out, so to speak. Oof. So she is living with a shortened organ uh, in this case. Uh, so, you know, because of this, you know, obviously Rose can't talk with her, her jaw being wired shut. So, you know, she kind of has like her writing board, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, she, she wants to see the damage, you know, she wants to see what she's looking like and this current state of time. And, you know, the doctor seems kind of hesitant, but, you know, he hands over a mirror and, you know, after she has like that emotional response of seeing, uh, her, her face for the first time, the doctor's like, you know, it's probably best for you to stay away from mirrors right now. Oh, such a rough uh, You know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> like, oh, that would break my heart if anybody ever said that to me, no matter what my face looked like. You should probably just stay away from mirrors. I'm not trying to be mean or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. yeah, you, don't, you, don't want, you don't want to break anything. And, of course, you know, Rose, you know, the, the reaction is completely genuine you know she's just heartbroken you know saying that you know she's a monster uh and she's just asking about you know work and I, I i know her friend makes a comment like you know you're the only one who's getting time off and then is asking about work <laughs> yeah, it's a little i mean she's not mean but she's a little uh clueless mm-hmm. i guess uh maybe she just doesn't know how to connect with rose that well to the point where she can be a little insensitive but not but you can tell it's coming from a nice place but yeah it's got definitely rubbing salt in the wound there Mm -hmm. yeah and uh you know that's when we move back to chelsea's place uh and you know like all of rose's stuff is over there because you know they don't want rose to be alone at this point uh during her recovery Uh, and brad had actually helped move some of rose's things inside the place as well uh, and, you know, this is where we kind of get, like, our first look at Rose trying to take care of herself. Uh, because, you know, Chelsea has to go and do some grocery shopping. And, you know, there's kind of, like, the back and forth where, uh, you know, she tries to make it seem like, uh, 
She's only having to go out because of rogues, like to, to pick up more ah, stuff, basically. Yeah. So, which is another kind of like geekish thing, you know, just to, yeah. to think at this moment because, like, you know, your, your friend needs you. <laughs> well, maybe it's because just she, she's a really pretty girl. So she's just not used to doing things for other people. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's just used to people doing things for her. Right. But ultimately, like, she took her in. Mm-hmm. She was trying to be good to, to Rose and she's trying to. I like I said, you know, like it's if anything, it sort of uh, might even magnify uh, Rose's loneliness Mm -hmm. because her closest friend is one that is not uh, completely aware of how much pain that Rose is in psychologically. Right. Yeah. Look at me being smart. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) so Rose tries to drink this uh, smoothie concoction. Uh, but, you know, it's having a hard time keeping it down. And, you know, she has like the whole like, oh, I don't even know what the hell you call it. It's not a syringe, but it's kind of like a it's not a base. Like a turkey either. baster. It's, 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 it's sort of it's sort of like a hybrid of the two. I don't know what the hell yeah, you actually like, call it. Usually, like, like the like the, the stuff you use to feed kittens, only bigger for very large kittens. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> like we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, but, you know, like 120 pound girls. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, you know, Rose is just making a mess and ends up uh, kind of spinning it up in the sink in this case. Uh, and, you know, that's one good job. That was a that was a that was a very like, you know, heart wrenching scene. Like it was mm-hmm. just so sad. And, and I thought the actress did a really good job. Yeah, there's a lot of emotions in her face, despite the fact that, you know, she she does have a lot of heavy prosthetics on mm-hmm. after the accent. So a well, lot of it it's... was more so in her eyes. And her eyes and how her body shakes and, and just her movement. Yeah, like, thinking back, that was really good. So, pat on the back. Yeah, so that was definitely, like, one of the things that really drew me in to the remake, uh, was Laura in this case. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, Rose is kind of, like, going through her emails, and she's been emailed this video on transhumanism, uh, which is the belief that humans can evolve beyond their current limitations uh, by the means of science and technology. Uh, this is I believe where in the- that. I do believe in that, but not. I think it's just through the use of having lots of money, and then you get the <laughs> chance to really work on that. I think that's the only secret. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, in, in many cases, money, it. money, money can solve some problems, or uh, put, put you to the put you to the front of the line over people that are more deserving in most yeah. cases. But anyways, uh, so this is where she learns of the Burroughs Clinic. Uh, who are looking to achieve these medical breakthroughs uh, that are unavailable to the general public. Uh, and, you know, her her physician had recommended Rose uh, to this medical clinic uh, for some stem cell manipulation surgery. Uh, and, you know, this is this is what we get, like, the, the <laughs> surgery scene. But, you know, we before we got there, you know, I, I remember, you know... Chelsea drives up in her her Mustang yes. convertible, and I'm yes. like, "This bitch has it all." <laughs> and I then love that scene. <laughs> you see you see all these uh, these patients, and Rose, Rose is like window shopping, or <laughs> her friend is like window shopping, like, "Oh, like I'm not here for me," <laughs> but like she's seeing like all of this cosmetic yes. surgery being done, and you know Chelsea's just like. Oh, what about oh, this? What man, about that? I, I can do this. I can do that. It's like you're not there for you. I really like the scene where they're driving up and they're walk and they get out of the car and they're walking up to the building. And all of the other patients are these like uh, models as well, and they're all clad in super stylish 
super expensive clothes and shoes, Mm -hmm. but completely wrapped up faces, which in the with four or five inch heels. I I don't know. It was just a really it it was a really good sort of just scene. I liked it a lot. Just that contrast of hyper, you know, uh, hyper high fashion Mm -hmm. and then just super bandaged up faces (laughs) on women that are like size zero. It was it was a good look. I liked it. Yeah, it makes you wonder. No, if, like, if, you? <laughs> I, I I wonder if it was just a similar uh, surgery process to what Rose got, or maybe just uh, that the man is, or not the man, but the institute is is just very good at you know just well. Also, I'll, I'll, she meets other models and actors in the institute, so clearly there's mm-hmm. there's just it's it's very focused on 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 beauty, right? So right. not just reconstruction or helping people. It's more like elevating people to another level of attractiveness that is not normally easily or normally attainable. Mm-hmm. We got to find that address. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, we get to the surgery, uh, which has another nod to dead rainers with the, uh, the doctor uh, in, in complete red get up. Mm, uh, so he's prepping, yeah, prepping that was Rose. completely unnecessary, but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's very, like, slow and methodical for really no reason other than to, you know, just instill, you know, the nod to, to Cronenberg. Uh, sure. And we see the doctor basically, like, place in, I uh, I guess the best way to put it is like a, like a gelatin-type mask uh, yes. over the jaw wound uh, that Rose had suffered during this accident. Uh, so, you know, for, for a surgery, like, this was like, we're in and we're out, like... Being banned up, next. like bring work. the next model in, you know. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that was quick. The stem cells, I swear. I mean, I just want to get a hold of a little jar of stem cells, not even a big jar, mm-hmm. just a little jar, just to see what I can do with it. All right, so yes, so she she's undergone the operation. Yep, and she's in recovery at this point, and this is when Brad comes into the picture to bring Rose some flowers. And he's waiting for her to wake up at the bedside. And this is when, you know, the, the doctor uh, wants to talk with Brad, you know, just asking, like, hey, are you the boyfriend? And wants to talk to Brad for a moment for, you know, whatever reason at the time, completely unknown to us. But, you know, we we know later on what the two were talking about, because this surgery uh, that Rose was given has some side effects. <laughs> that uh, minor, uh, minor, minor effects. things that may have caused uh, its own sort of pandemic, uh, <laughs> which we'll we'll be talking about, and also She'll tentacles. Be huge in Japan. <laughs> I mean, they love their tentacles. Mm-hmm. I love their tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> what one of what one of these phobias will have to will have to do more Japanese movies for some of just the the absolute batshit absurdity. So I could tell you more about my rabbit hole <laughs> deep dives. Yes, maybe case, I- <laughs> because they're so completely maybe, random. If you want to take a break from phobias at some point and just do like, <laughs> five Japanese movies in a row, maybe we could do something like that and have a grand old time. All right, but let's get back to get back to Rose in her bed. Post up. Yeah. yeah, Rose Actually. finally awakens to the sound of a growling stomach. Uh, as, uh, you know, it's the first time she wakes up since her surgery, uh, and we see her, you know, moving over towards the mirror. She slowly removes her bandages, and she is 
that. If you wake up in bandages, is your first instinct to take them off? I would be like touching around a little bit, asking people if it's okay. Because what if your skin comes off? With, I don't know. I'm sorry. Let's. I don't know why I'm getting well, stuck on this. She starts know, removing her perfectly clean bandages. I, I I guess from one perspective, it's well, if this place is as good as they say they are, you know, oh, this is gonna be okay. some damn miracle work. <laughs> I don't know, it's but you're afraid of, you ruined it. It, it was you're going to be perfect, and now you have no eyes. Well, good job. Rose had the the same effect after her initial, you know, accident, you know, wanted to remove the bandages. So, like, it was already instilled in her mind that, like, that's her first go-to move. I am different than Rose. I would have (laughs) different instincts. I get you. Okay, let's move on. I don't know, maybe she had uh, more faith in this doctor, unlike the other one who was Mm. telling her not to look in mirrors. But anyways, so Rose (laughs) takes off the bandages and she's shocked to see uh, that all of her initial scarring from her accident when she was a kid is, is completely healed. Uh, you know, Lo- Laura is com- complete, you know, supermodel look as as her uh-huh. normal self. You know, Rose is uh-huh. looking fabulous as she should. You know, no light scar, no heavy scar, nothing. She looks like a completely new woman in this case. And, you know, I- immediately she heads over towards, like, the swimming pool area of this uh, medical facility. Cause it's been a while since she got laid. Yeah, yeah, and you know she's uh she she goes for a swim where she finds a uh, an actor who is doing laps. Uh, so she like slowly like approaches him in the water. Still has all of her you know medical stuff on. Uh, and you know this is a daytime television actor who is on the soups for major medical. Oh. Uh, and like you know. <laughs> basically. And, you know, Rose at this point is the aggressor. Uh, you know, she makes out with the guy, ends up drawing blood from him, which kind of, like, freaks her out. I don't know if, like, she bit his, like, tongue or his lip during the makeout. Uh, well, he wasn't too upset, so I'm going to guess lip and, like, not that much, just enough to draw blood. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, she's out of practice. That's not how you get some. But, you know, what do I, I know? I mean, to, to our knowledge, she had only kissed one other guy, and that was Brad at oh, at, at the party. So that's who knows? Right. Maybe that could be uh, an, an, another line in, in this case. Uh, but, you know, seeing <laughs> the blood in the water, uh, she kind of, like, rushes off uh, and, and leaves the room. Uh, and then this is when a doctor is telling her about, you know, some of the side effects. Uh, you might bite doctors, not real ones, yeah. just ones that play one on TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's not a very good doctor, that one, anyways, because uh, he's a little rabbit in this case. But that's a later. Rabbit. That, that's later. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, we learned that, uh, you know, the doctor had created these uh, immortal skin grafts. Uh, and, you know, yeah, Rose has been given some medication <laughs> to help ease... Uh, the transformation process in like the form of like these super protein shakes that come in this red canister. And of course, you know, having seen uh-uh. the original, your first thought is, uh-uh. gee, I wonder what that red hue is supposed to like it's meat s- signal. Man. We all know. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's 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 gonna be blood. That's gonna be meat slushies. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be chunkier, but you're it's more blood than than slushies. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like chunkies, but that's just me. Yeah, but these these shakes are supposed to meet all of her uh, nut- nutritional requirements. 
And this is when we got the back and forth between Rose and our best friend, who is just in complete awe over this transformation. And she notes that, you know, Rose doesn't need her glasses anymore. And this this sort of dialogue I love because I know the Saskas are huge comic mm -hmm. fans. So, like, when they bring up, okay, like, okay, Spider-Man, because, you know, she yes. doesn't need him anymore, I laugh so hard because it's it's so fitting for them to add that into the movie. Oh, my God. I really wish that could happen to me. Like, what? I don't have back pain anymore? Yes! <laughs> hey, yeah, you just need some uh, immortal skin grafts. I mean, how hard are they to find? I'm sure they're on Amazon or something. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yes, I love this part where, of course, she has her ugly duckling to swan moment mm -hmm. and uh, just completely transforms, not just physically, although physically it was just her face that was fucked. Well, mm -hmm. and her chest cavity, of course. But uh, um, she just gains all the confidence back, right? Or not back, but because she didn't have any to begin with. Mm -hmm. But she gains a bunch of confidence. And so that sets her on a, on a, on a, nice, on a nice path for a short period in the movie yep. of success. Tell him, T. Tell him what she does. Yeah, so uh, Brad decides to drop by the uh, the studio again. Uh, and, you know, he sees Rose for the first time since the accident. And he's, again, shocked by this transformation, you know. And he, he makes a, a grave mistake here, right? He's, he tells Rose straight to her face, Wow! It's like <gasps> the accident never happened. And oh. Rose just... Flips Lose her it. shit as she should. It's like exactly it's so no, insensitive. it's not like the accident never happened. You know, she still is carrying that emotional weight. <laughs> Can't you see that? <laughs> no, he's too mystified by the beauty in front of him mm -hmm. to know that. You know, maybe maybe it was the uh, the allure <laughs> in her the eyes. Allure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He could have been yeah. under a spell for all we know. Just saying. No, I, he just doesn't seem very smart. No, he's, 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 he's an idiot. He's just, <laughs> he's just an idiot and just gaping at him like I did with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> just idiotic slash jaw. Like, Black jaw. <laughs> what? <laughs> exactly. No, bigger jaw, like more open mouth. Uh, something like that, you know. I made noises to indicate an open mouth. I think it worked out. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, so knowing that Rose is back, uh, you know, Chelsea wants to go out to uh, to celebrate, you know, her, her new womanhood. And uh, they end up passing Gunter outside of the club. And this is like the only time in this movie at this point where Gunter actually like notices Rose. You know, he's not talking down. He's actually like really impressed by, you know, the designer dress that she's wearing, which was one of her own designs. What are you wearing? Right. It's one of mine. Yeah, take that, Gunter. I can design my own ah. shit. He's like, hmm, come into the office tomorrow. Maybe we can work something out. Yeah, yep. so she so oh yeah, but they're having a nice night out and they're dancing and they're having a good time and they're rubbing up against dudes. Yeah, they're taking shots and also mm -hmm. uh Rose is spreading the virus. Yes. Which was, like was, <laughs> was an interesting thing that they did because I know when I first saw it, I felt initially, wow, this outbreak goes from zero to 60. But then I didn't really pick up as much on like all of the, I don't even know what to describe it as. Like the, the colorization, whenever you saw the transmission was something they constantly cut oh. you. 
Yeah. Because okay. the the screen would like flicker uh red or whatever for like a few seconds and it would go back to normal showing I like that. Yeah. as it was passed from person to person. Um so all of this the outbreak is starting first at the swimming pool when she bit the guy, the actor. Uh, on oh the my lip. god. I can't wait till we talk about that scene when he goes back to work because that was probably one of my favorite scenes because mm-hmm. it was pretty out of hand. And the director was a huge piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It's Hollywood. Well, let's finish it for the club. <laughs> it's Hollywood. They're all pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm making big res- generalizations. Yeah. But yeah, so we're at the club. Yeah. So, you know, before they head in, Gunter welcomes Rose back to work uh, to work alongside him on, you know, the new collection. And, you know, Rose ends up bringing a guy home from the club, which is completely unlike her or what mm-hmm. we would expect of her knowing her, her, her past self. She has that newfound confidence. I know what she is in 11. And, you know, not just <laughs> a chick with facial scarring in this case. Uh, and she very minor facial scarring <laughs> yeah. that apparently was really, really holding her back. Well, I mean, it was her confidence more than anything holding her back. Uh, that's true. Or lack thereof so. in this case. Uh, and, you know, Rose dreamt, you know, that she basically tore this uh, guy's chest wide open and ate him. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, you know, she she can't tell, but, like, it's so realistic that she doesn't know if and it was a dream out. or not. That she she freaks out. Uh, and then we head to the shooting location for, you know, with the uh, aforementioned daytime soap actor for your favorite part of the movie. Yeah. So what, what, oh why, don't, why don't you go ahead and talk about that scene? Because there's a lot yes. of aggression that really kicks into high gear, starting from this point oh. on in the movie. We're in General Hospital, right? And there is a scene happening where uh, a male doctor, which is the, the guy that we saw in the pool, is with uh, a female colleague, uh, doctors, I don't know. But uh, in this scene, she's supposed to um, smack him, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're the the director, who's like this very stereotypical, like very long haired glasses, kind of annoying looking dude. He's uh, like, okay, so really go for it. And so she smacks him, and uh, then he's supposed to kiss her, and it it's it, it gets too violent, and she's trying, she's fighting back, and then after she's at first it looks like you know it's kind of part of the thing the scene and the director's like just roll with it like that's why I was like he's such an asshole he's just like yeah like just keep rolling it's fine and then it becomes really obvious that the the male actor is is completely out of hand and he starts getting really wild and violent and then this other guy who's like uh oh that's right I forgot to say how that he's got- that's why I'm so bad at telling the story. Okay, so this other guy, this other male actor, who's like younger and hotter or something, right? You know, and he's kind of already jealous of him, and so like the sense of you know, you know, his territory being uh, trampled on kind of kicks in, and so he goes after this guy and he bites his fucking face off or his throat and face, and it was out of nowhere. And then finally, they stop shooting and they go and help. Which was kind of funny, and I, I got a really good laugh out of it. Yeah, yeah be- it just <laughs> <laughs> what what I love about that too is just like the director just wants to keep filming. Yeah, like when he He's approaches like, the filming. other with the new the new doctor, basically, you yeah. know, <laughs> the new hotter younger doctor. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, what what are you going to use this footage for? Like you can't like, you can't what? air this. <laughs> He's like, no, keep rolling. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But yeah, that's and then that's how you find out or not just find out, but 
you understand how why things are going to spread because mm-hmm. we already have another source of the infection kind of you know going in a different direction and you know contaminating this side of fucking LA or wherever they're at Vancouver or to you know I don't know <laughs> Toronto wherever it's, they may be it's, it's Canada um, it's Canada but anyways. forget it forget it T it's Canada yeah <laughs> somewhere in the woods of Canada no it's not the woods uh, but anyways we cut back to the hunger pains of, mm-hmm. of Rose which are becoming more and more of a thing uh, and they're so strong that Rose actually collapses on the floor of the studio. Uh, and we see her, you know, down in one of her protein drinks when she wakes back up. Uh, and then she goes straight to the meat, in this case, in the yes. refrigerator. Uh, where Which we see, we see like Rose, thing. you know, licking mm-hmm. the blood off of, you know, some meat. And then she like licks it off the plate. And then she drinks the rest of the the blood that was in the packaging that the meat was in. And at that point, Rose is like, thinking like, what the hell am I doing? Like, that's completely unlike her. She's a vegetarian. Like, she shouldn't be having these sort of, like, weird-ass cravings. But I feel like that's in every sort of vampire-ish movie, isn't there? Like, that's just a quintessential, I'm turning into a vampire scene. Right. It's like step one. You know, you have that thirst for blood. And then you go straight to animal blood. But in most cases, yeah, the the most obtainable is just stuff that you would have on hand in, in fridge, your fridge. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they did the same thing on American Horror Stories uh, for, you know, the spinoff series. Or ac- no, actually, no, it's for the it's for the main series. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, the one that's currently airing on FX. So they did it to one of my favorite ones was from um, shoot. Uh, what's the it's not Del Toro. Maybe it is Del Toro. Uh, the direct, you know, there's the director and there's an actor who have similar names and sometimes I get them confused. Can you help me out? I mean, that would be Del no. Toro. But are you talking you. about the director? Yes, the director. Yeah, Guillermo. And so he, Guillermo, thank you. So he did it in The Strain where there's a he does it really well. And he did it once in the stream, but he did it even better. And I uh, can't remember the name of this movie, but I'll look it up in a little bit. Uh, it's in Spanish. It was one of his earlier films. Pan's Labyrinth? No earlier than that. One. Okay. The one where the grandpa turns into a, a vampire. I'm going to look it up. Okay. You like so <laughs> uh, the, the scene where uh, the, it's, it's done a little better. Because uh, we were just talking about the typical scene where a person goes to the refrigerator and, you know, eats the raw meat and then drinks the the the, the blood. So the way that uh, Guillermo does it, I can call him that because we're buds. <laughs> um, it's always like somebody spilled human blood. Mm-hmm. And, and when nobody was looking, they go down on all fours in a public bathroom and lick it slowly off the floor. And that's those scenes. Again, he did it in the strain, and then he did it in his earlier movie. Hold on a second. Del Toro movies. It was like, <laughs> shoot. Uh, Pan's Lab? No. Kronos. It was Kronos. Okay. So it's you should check it out. Kronos is fucking amazing. So, and that was again like the, the first time that I saw him do that. And it's just so impactful. I'm sorry. I know we're talking about another movie, now, I, but I just love I, that scene <laughs> so much. I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, you were 
uh, pronunciated as like Dory from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Speaking of whale. <laughs> oh, excuse Hi. me. I can do Spanish. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. There, if that's better, I can do that because I speak Spanish. All right. So she's eating meat and we can stop talking about Kronos. But check out Kronos. Kronos is great. Guillermo del Toro is fantastic. Okay. So she she she's yeah, she's realizing that something's wrong. Yeah. She's she's drinking she's drinking blood. Yeah. That's not normal. Realize Unless that's hey. what models do. She's like, hey, this shit isn't gonna cut it. So she uh goes out again and finds CM Punk, who is uh getting kicked out of a club. And you know, is <laughs> well, like wanting to fight the bouncers in his case. Uh and we see him trying to, you know, pick up one of the girls who's also out so the club. Uh yeah, he's a sleaze bag in this one uh and you know he, he sees this girl and she just completely ignores him starts to walk off and you know punk you know basically calls her a new jersey six and that's when you know rose oh. is following in close in in pursuit uh and she follows punk's character back to his car you know asking for a ride uh you know come to find out you know rose you know doesn't doesn't want to ride you know she doesn't want to go anywhere and uh, she wants a ride She's just, not what he thinks. Yeah, she just bites Punk on, on the finger after, like, the seductive, like, finger <laughs> suck, you know? And uh, that's when Punk gets a little bit more aggressive, you know, grabs Rose by the throat. And uh, that's when Rose goes in for the kill, uh, biting away, tearing at Punk's neck. And uh, Rose, again, awakens in bed, blood covering her fingertips. So, you know, that's a confirmation like, hey, this shit is actually happening. And it's not just a figment of mm -hmm. your imagination or hallucination you know, or anything like that. You're bringing up the finger thing. And just having watched the, the 77 version, that was a really great scene where the, the doctor who's already been attacked, he's already like sick. Mm hmm. Uh, he goes into the operating theater or, or room or whatever, and a nurse hands him some scissors, and he just keeps a hold of her hand and then cuts her fucking finger. Oh! And they, it was so slow, and he, and it's it, that it, it was that was good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that turned my stomach for sure. I don't know if you remember that little part. It's, I just thought it was. It it's stuck been a out while. Yeah. Like a sore, severed thumb. Oh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, she's woken up. She's covered in blood. She knows she's done something wrong. She knows that she is something wrong. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's when we head back to the hospital uh, where we see that, you know, one of the patients, which uh, I, I want to say is the actor in this case, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. is the one who's gone completely rabid. Uh, he bites the fingers off of the night nurse, again, played by uh, Tristan Risk. Uh, mm -hmm. who's in all the Sasuke movies. Uh, and he ends up, you know, bashing the nurse's head against the floor repeatedly, and that's when we see some more staff members hitting the scene, basically trying to tackle this guy down to the ground. Fortunately, they're being overpowered. Uh, and, you know, all, all hell is breaking loose at the hospital in, in this case. Uh, so now we start to fixate more back on Rose and, you know, her work, because she brings mm -hmm. in her portfolio uh, which she Gunter, might be a vampire, but she's not a queen. Yeah, yeah, she, you know, Gunter, what, Gunter, for the first time in his life, wants Rose around, and Rose is going to make the most of this opportunity, damn it. <laughs> you know, so Gunter's going through her portfolio, uh, picks out, everyone. Yeah, yeah, picks out one of her uh, designs, it's like, this, this, this is what I'm looking for, like, this is going to be part of the new collection, 
Uh, and you know, he this character has like so many interesting quotes, uh, just with his overall philosophy. Yeah. And you know, one of the other ones that stood out to me is you know when he was asking, you know, what is the face that we show no one? You know, who are we when no Ooh. one is watching? And you know, in Rose's potato. case, you know, yeah, for you, you're a potato. I'm uh, a potato. Rose is uh, vampire. I mean, I wouldn't say she's a vampire. She's a thirst for blood, sure. <laughs> but let's not go with the obvious. <laughs> I mean, it's not its not the obvious, though, in this case, because she's not a vampire. Okay, that's, okay. Because that's not the thing that's feeding. Okay, fine. What, 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 <laughs> if she's not a potato and she's not a vampire, what is she? Uh, a tentacle. I, I don't even know what they call. I don't even know what they call the the tentacle spike. It's a tentacle. Just let's just say it. It's a tentacle. Yeah. To make you uncomfortable. Tentacle? It's got a. It's got a feed. I mean, I've seen enough and, Japanese stuff. You know, there's tentacles everywhere. But not out of armpits. Take that, Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's because uh, they're out at, of other orifices. You know, come on. That's not even an orifice, though. And but you know, staying true to the '77 version, which. Mm -hmm. uh, did have a tentacle coming out of the armpit. I did miss the part because uh, uh, I thought it was kind of a cool part where the doctor is like looking at her hole that the tentacle comes out of. This is in the 77 version. And uh, and the it kind of peeks out a little bit, but it goes back in mm -hmm. and it kind of comes out. He's like, what? And he just kind of looks like a like an anus. And he's just kind of <laughs> like, what is what is this? And he's like, does this hurt? She's like, no. <laughs> and then, of course, he gets attacked. But, and it doesn't come out until later. But it's mm -hmm. just, I, I kind of, when we see the tentacle in the, in the new version, it just pops right out. Yeah, it goes straight for the kill. Yeah, like you, won't, you don't even see it coming. You don't realize that there's a tentacle there. This one, they kind of tease it a little bit more in the older one. But mm -hmm. maybe that was the whole point where it's like, oh, you've already been teased in 77. You're going to get the whole tentacle in 2019. Well, all I know is throughout this movie, Rose has already taken enough abuse from the men and, uh, you know, turn around his fair play. That's right. They, they get theirs. Uh, but anyways, so we're back get at the hospital. We have the CDC arriving. Mm -hmm. uh, Finally. You know, about this hyper aggressive strain on, that's been spreading. Uh, and Dominic, the the soap actor, mm -hmm. uh, has been from the mouth he's not well yeah he's 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 unwell and <laughs> the cdc are wanting to find out what bit him you know what started all of this of course we know that's rose in this case uh and you know we we have like this this lunch date of sorts between brad and rose uh you know where you know brad takes her out for a meal uh and at one point you know rose like bites down on her tongue, or so she says, and she you know brushes off into the bathroom. You know, looks in the mirror, opens her mouth, and that's when she sees the uh, the tentacle, kind of like protruding a little bit in her mouth. <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, that's not supposed to be there. No, <laughs> I don't have a medical degree, but I would uh, um, I would agree. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but uh, do you play one on a podcast? <laughs> I can. That sounds yeah. like a fun thing to do. Let's try that next time. <laughs> I'll be Dr. Holly Hooch. Dr. Hooch. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> sound respectable at all. Okay. So she's 
She's got a little, she's got a little tentacle in her mouth that's just kind of basically roaming around her body at this point because mm-hmm. you know it just does what it wants. You can't tell tentacles what to do; they tell you. But meanwhile, out in the restaurant, shit's hitting the fan. Yeah, come to find out, like if you just need to get out of a bad date, all you need is uh, a rabid man to burst through the restaurant window yeah, and start attacking you know people. That? <laughs> <laughs> so who who needs That's like my go to who, who needs to phone a friend but you could just have someone br- breaking in yeah you know? you phone a friend so she'll throw a brick through a window and you know start attacking people so you can get away so yeah because and that just kind of goes to show they're in a public place they're ha- minding their own business and somebody who's sick semi unrelated is just coming through the window and just attacking right I didn't miss anything right that wasn't a targeted no. attack that was a random no attack. just random okay good 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 I just wanted to make sure I was keeping up with the story. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we we learned that uh, this aggressive strain has incubated in less than forty eight hours. Uh, then then we get the the rabid Santa Claus in the hospital who's shot dead by the police, which happens in the original as well. Mm-hmm. So that was another callback. Uh, yeah, that was great. In the original, it's in the middle of a mall, and mm-hmm. the the cop is trying to kill a guy who's rabid, and the guy is just sort of near Santa Claus, and also a bunch of kids, mind you, and the cop just opens fire with, like, a semi-automatic weapon. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And then, although afterwards, he's really sad. Did you remember that part? <laughs> yeah. he's, like, he's like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, man. I guess you caught the guy and Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. He's like, Christ. Collateral like, no, damage, Santa. man. I guess so. Yep. Don't hold your breaths this Christmas, kids. So yeah, Santa gets killed in the in the in the uh, in the new one as well. So that's a nice little throwback. Yeah, again, you know, we have uh, Rose suffering from these hallucinations, uh, mm-hmm. where she's wandering the streets late at night, uh, where she suckers this poor sap into a back alley and kills him. Yeah, was that the guy who was trying to help her? He's like, "Oh, ma'am, you're so distraught." Yes. Yeah. Why don't you, you, you can't be in that alley. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, bam, I'm dangerous. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but he was like the only good guy in the whole movie. <laughs> I mean, we don't fully know that. You know, there's a lot of shady shit that happens in these, these back alleys. Not in Canada. I mean. I don't know. I've never been. I don't know. I've never been to the alleys of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're very politely offered meth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> free this first time and the second time the third time you gotta pay yeah they get you hooked and then that's when they uh beat you over the head with it yeah <laughs> all right Anyways, so man in the alley <laughs> yeah and this 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 comes to like my favorite part of the movie it's like this really oh. random and bizarre dream sequence that that rose has which is uh-huh. very reminiscent of silent hill with the uh, the nurses and the yes, sporadic movement right there, there there's a few yes. there's a few nods in this sequence so they, the sisters love their their video games <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know we see uh rose who's seen herself wearing uh you know her design the one that's going to eventually uh and like close the show that they're putting on for the fall collection uh, and, you know, she unmasks herself and it, she reveals like this face full of teeth, um, which is basically uh, a direct nod to the ballerina uh, in the cabin mm-hmm. in the woods. It's that same prosthetic, basically, yeah. which is cool, which I saw and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I love that. You know, they keep sprinkling in 
And it, not everything has to be a nod to, you know, Cronenberg's work, right? So right. just seeing that yeah. love to, you know, comics, to Just because we can't stop talking games. about him on our podcast doesn't mean the whole world has to keep talking about him, right? Right. So I, I love seeing that prosthetic piece with the uh, the ballerina yeah, really teeth because it's just uh, it's a full Terrifying. face of teeth. And yeah, it's just, oh, my God. Like, how do you even French that? It's rough. You can't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. They just it eats your head. Plain and simple. <laughs> and of course, you got the Silent Hill nurses, ballerina mm. teeth. What else did you find in the dream? I mean, th those are the two big nods. Big nods. Yeah. Got it. Uh, tons of like sporadic movement, which Good I thought nuts. was interesting. And it's just the mm -hmm. fact that, you know, Rose, even in her dream, still has that that first go to move whenever she sees the bandage. Oh, I need to take this off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Rose. We told you not every, to. Every time. Every fucking time. We can't <laughs> leave you alone. Put a fucking cone on you. <laughs> yep. She's got to learn somehow. Uh, but when she wakes up, she knocks oh, over. One of her protein drinks, and of course we see that and it's surprise, surprise, blood figures. Like she couldn't, she didn't realize that this drink she was drinking that was really thick and red in her mouth and tasted like nickels was blood. Mm -hmm. Okay, like she bites herself and she knows it's blood, but she when she drinks it out of a out of a thermos, she doesn't realize. I don't know. Maybe they doctored it. Maybe it was mixed in with like fruit punch. You know, you know, powder or something. She was like, "Oh, it tastes like blood, but not really. It's protein." Okay. Or maybe it was just right, watered down. I I don't know. But anyway, I believe it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sold. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. So we're focusing back on Rose's uh, design work, and Gunter is basically putting her on the spot to improve one of the dresses uh, that Chelsea is wearing. Uh, and you know, Rose just picks up a pair of scissors, goes to town. Uh, Gunter seems depressed really applauds the work there, and he announces that that is going to be the dress that is going to close the show. Uh, and nobody's going to wear it. Yeah, yeah. Her, her friend's going to wear it. That was always their dream. And, you know, Gunter, like, acknowledges, like, hey, like, you, you could actually have, like, your own line or your own collection soon. Let me give you everything you ever wanted right before you can't have it because you're sick. That happened to me last year. Yeah. But let's not talk about it. Stupid pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it's not the only one. I mean, we have a pandemic in this movie, too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, a rabies oh, outbreak. Right. Uh, oh, my God. You know, uh, I know this. These both of these movies were, like, pretty frightening, but did you know regular rabies is really fucking terrifying? Yeah. Pretty awful. I mean, we could talk about it, but I think it's going to bring down the whole mood. <laughs> Maybe we'll just talk more about ballerina teeth and yeah, ballerina bottled, teeth and bottled blood. <laughs> having a beverage. woman target all the men in this case. Bottled blood beverage. Yep. <laughs> so here we have the CDC encouraging people, hey, stay the fuck inside. <laughs> yeah, like that'll ever work. <laughs> yeah, that worked out so well in real life and uh, <laughs> didn't really work too well in this movie either. No. Uh, and of course, you know, as one would come to expect, much like in real life, you know, Gunter sees this, uh, sees what's happening around him, and he's like, oh, it's just all nonsense. It's a head cold, you know? People are exaggerating. Nothing's actually happening. Because he, oh, he was getting criticism that he, you know, he's going to do like this big reveal fashion show during the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, you yeah, know, I can see it. Guys like that. You know, they're like, well, I've, I've already put in all this work. I'm just going to go for it. I already booked tickets to Hawaii. I'm just going to go. 
I mean, you know, that kind of mentality. Fashion waits for no one, Holly. That's right. Okay? That's right. That's not how I it goes. Go to Hawaii, <laughs> I will go to fucking Hawaii. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to get on that plane and hope I don't have a premonition that it's going to crash. Yeah. And have it happen, like in a final destination. Damn. Damn. Fuck. Damn it. I'm going to have to think about that. Now I can't take edibles on the way there. Fine. Okay, let's move on. So we're having a show. We're having a show. Yeah, so enter the night of the show and the doctor is calling Rose wanting for her to uh to come back in for an extended stay because he knows he, he knows what's going down. <laughs> She's like, I can't go right now. I've got this really big job opportunity yeah. tonight. Uh, like, you, need to like, c- you could you could kill some people. I already killed some people, sir. <laughs> Yeah, he's like insisting, hey, you should come in tonight. Well, I got this thing going on. Well, and we do I can come in tomorrow. Well, I guess that works. You know, what's what's a, what's a few more bodies in this case? Uh, I mean, just, you know, keep it under wraps if you can. Yeah, and of course, you know, Chelsea, who is uh, the, the closer in this case, arri- is arriving late to the show. Uh, she has some problems getting to the show because she's bitten on the hand by a crazy lady on the way to the show. And her hand is just... A bloody mess, and she Which looks like a bloody mess. Which happened in the 77 mess. version? Yeah, mm-hmm. she does not look great. But that's what hair and makeup is for. It's just the same, bone structure, that's all you need. Same with the clothes, you know, it's armor, you know, to uh, uh, yeah. to cover that stuff. But anyways, mm-hmm. Rose again, half in hunger pains. Uh, and, you know, she's heading outside, she's trying to contact Chelsea, not knowing that she's actually made it to the show at this time. Uh, and that's when she is approached by two men who start to record her on their cell phone. And this is when the tentacle comes out to play. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, finally. Yeah, so she attacks one of the guys. Uh, Brad actually comes in and beats it's, down the other guy. It's like 10 feet long, too. Yeah, you know, it's got it's, it's got some length. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, just knowing way too much about Japanese cinema, there's a reason why it's that long. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's just, geez, it's uh, definitely rough. But in this case, you know, this one is more for just stabbing people. And drinking their blood. And drinking their blood, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to feed somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, using your mouth is just so passe. Let's, let's get a tentacle coming out of your armpit. Yeah, absolutely. It's you so random. But if Cronenberg can do it, so can the Sasuke sisters, for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we see it's, we see Brad yeah. like taking off his jacket, like cautiously approaching this Rose's tentacle. Snake, you know, it's like I'm just like drop like drape snake. this over you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh Tim tried to put it in a basket. <laughs> the guy that was attacked basically like reanimates fairly quickly right here. Right away. Uh, which is pretty interesting to see. So we know like this rabies outbreak is still evolving at a very rapid pace in this case. Uh, and, you know, Rose just, she doesn't want to leave, despite Brad insisting, like, they need to go now, and Brad was wanting to take her over to the doctor. Uh, but anyways, Rose stays for the closing of the show, uh, and, you know, we have the conversation between her and her best friend, saying, like, you know, we'd always dreamed of this moment, now I'm gonna close the show, wearing one of, you know, one of your dresses that you designed, and, you know, Gunter, you know, kind of, like, being the, uh, the proud figure in this case, knowing that he, you know, he, Rose has finally won him over after God knows how long Playing she's like been with people. him. <laughs> you know, like saves saves Rose a seat next to him for the show. And you know, during the the model walks through the uh, the catwalk, 
uh, one of the male models collapses on the runaway. Uh, you know, he manages to uh, compose himself eventually, uh, makes his way to the back. And, you know, at this point, Brad's just insisting, like, hey, like, we need to leave right now because he, he, he knows what is going on uh, with Rose. Mm-hmm. And we see Chelsea attacking one of the other models before she makes her way down the runaway. And she beelines straight to Gunter, jumps on top of him, you know, basically claws at him. I know. was surprised. I thought that cage around her head was going to hold, but it did not hold. It broke right away. <laughs> she bit him. I was like, oh, it's a good thing she's got that weird helmet on. Yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> it was very, it was honestly kind of like reminiscent of teeth, like a teeth cage. Yeah, like ballerina teeth. Oh my god, we're connecting the dots. Call the sisters. Tell them we figured it out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the police hit the scene here. They they shoot Chelsea repeatedly in the chest. Uh, and this is when, you know, Brad gets Rose the hell out of Dodge in this case. And, you know, this is where the movie gets, you know, the, the other, like, twist, I, I guess would be the best way yeah. to put it. Which Big ass twist. This, this is a part of the movie... Th- that I, I felt like lost a lot of people, if I'm being honest. And this is kind of like why so many people are just like confused about the overall end result. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, during this point, we learn more about, you know, what is going on. Uh, you know, Rose is saying, you know, you know, she's been hurting people. You know, bad things have been happening all around her. Uh, and, you know, she's like, you know, I'm the one behind the outbreak. And... The doctor leads uh, Brad and Rose into this room, uh, and, you know, the door locks behind them. And, you know, we learned that Brad was hired by this doctor to keep an eye on Rose outside of the clinic. Like, when he uh, went in to visit her? Yes. That's, Probably. That's yeah. when the doctor talked okay. about, like, all the He's side like, effects. Hey, man, you want to make some extra money? Yeah, He's like, so- sure. She's going to be a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to have a tentacle. Are, are, like it. are you into that sort of kink? And, and Brad's like, uh-huh. like, okay. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just got to make sure I don't get bitten, but, you know, I can work around that. Uh, you use your and... jacket and then you throw it over <laughs> yeah. it like a cobra. Yeah. And then you're totally safe, man. Yeah. Then and the go... girl weighs like 100 pounds, so you could just take her, too. Yeah. And, That's you know, worst, worst case, you could try to cut it off like she does. But besides the point. <laughs> but anyway, so Brett is trying to get in front of, you know, the doctor's face. But, you know, there's a wall separating between them because the doctor's in the room next door. Uh, you know, he's he's safe. Uh, and the doctor's like, press of a button. I'm going to drench your ass in blood to try to get <laughs> Rose to attack you. So, now you're bait. Solid plan. Now uh, you're fucked. Uh, and he, he backpedals. That was a pretty good plan. He, he backpedals slowly, and that's when we see, like, this thing attached to the wall, which happens to mm-hmm. be this doctor's wife. Okay, so yeah. this specific part is a thing that loses a lot of people. Because, yes, it is kind of like body horror-esque, but it's this idea that, his, the, like, the doctor's wife's cancer had basically, like, mutated this outer mm-hmm. shell in- with into something like unique where uh-huh. like the and cancer then? was like made immortal i'm trying to remember like okay. how they described it but it was just like wait what oh you that's science for sure that science <laughs> i get it science sure fun science the kind of science you make movies about 
You know, I think maybe if they would have introduced uh, that level, I mean, I think they were going for shock value, mm-hmm. which, you know, they got for sure. And there was a small introduction with the tentacle too. But thinking back to Videodrome and how slowly the the body horror was sort of introduced to the point that by the end and you're seeing some big ass shit, you're like, yeah, of course, that makes total sense. So, you know, kind of slowly breaking down your your walls of disbelief. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would have helped a little better. But I think that they were going for the shock, the big shock of like, you know, big alien mom on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, so you know, Brad's drenched in blood. Rose can't control her predatory instincts. Mm-hmm. She stabs Brad in the neck. Mm-hmm. And that's when Rose is like, oh, fuck. She what what do I do now? So she, she fights it. G- grabs her tentacle, cuts it off. But, you know, it's a little too late now. You know, Brad's already fucked. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's done. He's out. And, uh, you know, she's trying to, you know, resist the urge to feed on Brad. Uh, and, you know, she just, she takes her frustrations out on the doctor's wife, who was just like this giant blob on the wall. Minding her own business. Yeah, just, just chilling. Dealing like just, with her cancer. Just, just hanging out because she can't do anything, you know, she's, <laughs> she's, she's wall, she's ridden, right? She's not even better ridden in this she's case, ours. you know? She's just, she's decor for the, the medical clinic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what she decided to go vertical and a horizontal, to tell you the truth. I would have had a much better time on a bed, but that's just me. I mean, it's either your wall decor or you're like a welcoming mat. Oh, I didn't think yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's one of the two. Like, <laughs> All right, I'll, t- I'll, take, I'll take vertical. I'll take wall. Let's do wall. All right, so she's just hanging out just, with her tentacles that are attached to the wall. but ju- Just hanging out. Tubular. <laughs> but, and Rose uh, says no. Ah, she Rose just, says, fuck you. Yeah, she just gets fucked up, gets stabbed repeatedly by, by mm-hmm. Rose. And, uh, you know, Rose tries to give the ultimate fuck you to the doctor and tries to slit her own throat. And, and you uh, say tries because... Tries. Uh, be, well, I mean, we, we see her, like, collapse yeah. next to Brad, mm-hmm. who's dead. And so and you, you, have, think, oh, dead. you have that moment like, huh, they died together. Only to come to find out <laughs> uh, that, well, for one, you know, we have an update on the outbreak. Uh, you know, the rabies outbreak had been contained due to vaccination. Hmm, interesting. Mm. That was put in place. And, mm. uh, you know, the the emergency left just as quickly as it started. So this is not art imitating life in this case. Because uh, we're still in this. Yeah. Uh, but Rose awakens in this room, not knowing that uh, that surgery has basically made her immortal. That's so bad. So she she survives slitting her own throat, and you know the doctor is just looking on great. gleefully, and you know Rose still looks pristine. And he's got like seven dogs for no reason now. Like he surrounded himself with dogs, which you know what? If you're running from the law mm. and you're having to feed uh, this immortal vampire, you might as well have a shit ton of dogs. They're cute ones too. Yeah. the The thing to note too is you know we see before this the doctor preparing the uh, the protein shakes, mm-hmm. and there's though there's like this jar that has like oh, these leech like le- I don't know if they're they're they're, they're some sort leeches, of like worm. They're tapeworm looking things, like they're clearly tentacle bits, mm-hmm. maybe from his wife. Maybe he recovered some tentacle bits from his wife. Yeah, so he, he put he him could in a grow, jar. He could grow his own. A new wife. 
Although at that point, is it your wife, sir? Maybe you should just, you know, move on. But that's not the kind of man we're dealing with. No, he's more the uh, the the Mr. Freeze trying to preserve his mm-hmm. wife at all costs. Mm-hmm. You know, case. I haven't met a single man like that in real life, to tell you the <laughs> truth. <laughs> it's like, well, wife's in a coma. Might as well move on. <laughs> but let's, uh, I mean, but she, yeah, that's the, yeah, the finale, the big finale. She's got no slit across her throat. No. She's healed. She's no. beautiful again. She he he changed her into a pretty white dress. And then she's just banging her cute little fists against this window. Yeah. Separating them because she's trapped there forever. Yep. And uh, you know, having this Pearson primal scream to lead us straight into the credits. Mm-hmm. And ta-da, that's the end of the movie. And, you know, it's uh it's interesting because it's definitely set up with that open ending, whereas the original um, had a really sad ending where you mm-hmm. just see, like, Rose's body, like, get thrown into a dumpster. Or, and then, not I'm sorry, not get thrown into a dumpster, next to a dumpster, and then picked up by guys in hazmat suits and then thrown into a dump truck. And then just, like, hauled away. Yeah, they, like, like oh, uh, they super shredded her, basically, and just threw her in the back of the dump truck. I think I like that ending, if only because it's sort of rather than the ending on the new one where the um, the virus is wrapped up because Mm -hmm. people are, you know, magically not inept at managing that kind of shit. Like (laughs) we obviously know reality is. But in the in the original, it's more like, well, it ran its course and now we're just picking up the bodies, which is actually more more realistic. So (laughs) there's a there's a difference. But yeah, that was cool. I mean. Like I was saying earlier, I thought that uh, the the original, I love Cronenberg, but it was one of the, it's it's really tame for sure, but you definitely see his style. And I really liked it for that reason, hmm. but very tame. So again, a really good candidate to be redone, right? And and just amped up. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right. What did you think? And, you know, me just, I, I mean, I am a biased Sasuke fan. Like, yeah, you are. I, I'm not, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Very obvious as I'm wearing like the rabid t shirt they released. <laughs> and you met them six and times. And I've met them multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, you know, there there are things that I really like about this movie and some things that I would say don't necessarily fall on the wayside, but things that no. like I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't say some of those were great decisions. But you know, it's just I liked it in a sense that you know, as a fan of horror, we got we got the mm-hmm. body horror elements. We got the nods nice. to Cronenberg's work, and we knew like that was fun. They were they were looking at doing that. You know, it wasn't one of these you know shot by shot remakes like what we saw with like Funny Games when they decided sure. to bring it over to the U.S. with the same director and literally made it shot by shot. So I I hate You're like what's the point? I really yeah. hate when we we get that sort of approach. So you know Agreed. you you could watch this movie. I know, like, okay, this has their thumbprint on it. Sure. And, Agreed. you know, just the, just the nods and the things that make it unique to them also makes it stand out. So, you know, also, you know, you know, Laura being in this movie, you know, I was a huge Smallville fan. So when I saw her cast in the main role, I was like, oh, yeah, like, because <laughs> she's a good, she's a good actress. And I know she would knock it out she of the park. And, job. you know, just the facial expressions alone early on in this movie can really sell it. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, if not for the bigger picture, it's it's cool to just get that sort of look at how much a performance can carry with just minimal expressions from an right. actor or actress in this case. 
Yeah, and uh, we were talking a little bit about their own style and i think Mm -hmm. their style is definitely very fun and so some of the the more ridiculous uh elements of the movie i thought were just really fun and just really put you in a in a better mood and not you know uh, some of the cronenberg moments in the original put you in a sadder you know sort of space headspace because you know he's he's looking at this angle and doing this and doing that and uh but the new one is definitely like more fun loving which is which was kind of which is good to watch, especially that nightmare sequence you described. <laughs> Ballerina teeth. Yeah, the Silent Hill cabin in the woods. Yeah. yeah, and then the 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 shaky nurses, the the shaky sexy nurses. Yeah, I mean, fun that's, stuff. That's what makes good Silent times. Hill, other yep. than Pyramid Head. Mm-hmm. But I think nobody people, wants to bang him. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too too many sharp angles, you know. That's what that's that's the problem. The guy is all angry. <laughs> it's like what what am I supposed to do with this? Just wait for him to lose his balance and <laughs> Ah, but anyway, so next week we are we're turning to Netflix to watch The Perfection, which was released yes. in twenty eighteen, uh directed and I'm excited to talk about it. By Richard Shepard. Mm-hmm. Uh and I okay, so I am an orchestra nerd. So <gasps> when I saw, like, this is a movie... I, I didn't play cello. I was a violinist. Uh, but trafficked. But when I, when I saw... Yeah, that's... So I, <laughs> we'll get into that on our next episode. Uh, but when I saw, like, this was based on, like, a cellist, I was like, huh. Okay, I want to see how much of a dick this uh, instructor in this movie is, is going to be. And, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a dick. But that, that movie... Yeah was interesting to digest because there are some things that happened that normally I cannot stand movies doing. Yes! I that happened. It. It's the same thing, and it happens twice. Uh-oh. <laughs> but they did it for a reason, and they had yes. to do it in order for the story to progress because it does involve some of the twists in said movie. But we'll talk about that yes, next let's week. let's save it. Let's <laughs> save it because I definitely want to hear that. I think that's the biggest reason I wanted to talk about this movie is because some of the vitriol that it's attracted. Mm-hmm. So, ha, yes, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, not the most beloved movie, but it does have some elements of body horror in it, which was also fun because I did not watch anything going into the movie. So when I saw that... I was oh. like, oh shit, and then come to find oh, out oh, oh. it was actually a pretty good pairing, knowing that there is kind of also a pandemic happening in the movie. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, what <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Where's yeah. that? Oh wait, um, so I get five names, right, before we go? Oh yeah, we we gotta do this, so Okay. Isaac. Nope. <laughs> Oscar. Nope. <gasps> Marvin. Nope. <laughs> um. Hold on. Daniel. Nope. That was close, though, wasn't it? I Mm-mm. bet it was. It might have been Daniel. Okay. Um. Anthony. Nope. Damn it. And I need to write these down because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doubling <laughs> up here pretty soon. Because <laughs> I'm just naming off people I know, by the way. Ah. <laughs> That's how I'm keeping it straight. I'm like, no, I've already done Tim. 
bread on. But anyways, as you continue to strike out in that regard, uh, (laughs) you know, do us all a favor. Head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you like what you're hearing, we're always looking uh, to hear what you guys think about the podcast. And if you're looking to contact us, you can do so a couple of different ways. You can email the show at handlewithscarepod at gmail.com. I also have our website at handlewithscarepod.com. I also have our Discord, which you can find the link in our show notes. And, of course, you can contact us over on Twitter, uh, where you can find out what other movies we'll be talking about, because I did release the rest of the September schedule for this specific phobia, which is a telephobia, uh, on Twitter, at HandleWhisker. So we already have our four movies picked out, and we usually don't announce them that far in advance. So, you know, we'll see if we can continue that trend so you guys know what to watch ahead of time. So, you know, come recording time, you already know what's up. Sounds good. And maybe people can submit uh, phobias they'd like to see. Yeah. Because then we could definitely take that into consideration. Absolutely, because we haven't planned that far in advance. So we are always looking for (laughs) suggestions, whether it is movies or phobias in particular. Uh, But for now, guys, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle with Scare. I've been your host, T. Of course, as always, joined by my co-host, Holly Hooch. And we'll see you back next week as, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, we try to get closer to God as we chase the perfection. Ugh, that's Ugh. creepy. That's yeah. culty as fuck. It's, def- it's definitely a cult of some sorts. Uh, Great not to end on T. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk more about that next week. Take care. Bye.